Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Say, say, here. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, the bargaining table. As in, we have to get the Taliban to the bargaining table. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Just ridiculous. All right. Hey, crank up the music. It's an information party. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Mm, again, a high standard. An entormation party on all kinds of different topics today. From around the world to your backyard. That sounds like a local news slogan, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's it's good in that kind of jivey, cliched way, but it's skillful. Yeah. From space to your pocketbook. <laughs> Big finish. From listen- space to your pocketbook. I was nah, gonna, it's too confusing. I was going to tell about my trip to the grocery store and how it fits with the news of the day. But first, I got to do this. Hey, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Thursday, August the 12th now, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, then let's uh, begin officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. And could be good again. Yeah, those days are gone. We're screwed. We're screwed. We're doomed. We're screwed. Goodbye, sweet America. That's our theme today. Enjoy. Well, that was Vin Scully with a little piece from the Field of Dreams movie, which uh, they're going to try to kind of reenact tonight with an actual Major League Baseball game on the tiny little baseball field in Dyersfield, Iowa, with the most expensive baseball tickets they've ever sold because the stands hardly hold anybody. Now that I like that that's fun it's it's cool it's great I like your alternate sports venues like uh, once a year a couple of times a year the NHL will play a game in the winter in a baseball stadium they'll they'll set up a rink and everything in the outfield that's fun it's different why not, not shake it up global warming joe it won't be happening anymore. It's going to be 119 in Italy or it was 119 in some town near Italy and if that turns out to be true it was the hottest hottest temperature ever in the history of Europe well, Yikes. Probably not three billion years ago or four billion years ago toward the right. earth, when the earth was still cooling. It was probably hotter in, in Europe then, but they didn't let's really just go with Europe. the last five millennia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last 5,000 years. Anyway, yeah. I got some uh, stuff on uh, the global warming thing that came out earlier this week that made a stir for about 24 hours. Uh, back to going to the grocery store. I wanted to tell this story because I just I heard a story about uh, inflation and how people are starting to notice and actually change their buying habits. And the, for the first time, for the first time for me yesterday, I was at the store, and, and, and Henry wanted steaks, so I went to the store and got some steaks, and I was like, Oof. yeah, what? Yeesh. Oh, yeah, that I seems know. like Beef an awful lot. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. And I changed my buying habits yesterday based on the price, and uh, everything's up, you know, milk, eggs, butter, cereal, everything, but man, you really notice it with the meat. You think, well, that's the kind of money I usually expected to spend when I went out. Right. Not when I stayed home. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It was a little while ago, but when we had the family uh, in town for a little reunion, 
I just went to the, the, the butcher shop and I bought enough steaks, good, high quality steaks and the rest of it. I didn't even look at the little sticker they put on there. Then I get to the checkout. I about, as they used to say in the Hardy Boys books, uttered an oath when I saw the number pop up. Yeah. Holy cow. Is this some sort of, was it a talking cow? <laughs> Could it juggle? Is this the last cow on earth? What the hell? People want the beef. Yeah, I know it. So I paid. <laughs> Left a mark, though. Dang. Yeah, this, this cow could talk. Unfortunately, he was hit by a bus, and uh, but, uh, we thought we'd honor it with a higher price. His last words were, eat me. And so we were honoring his wishes. So, yeah, that's the whole inflation thing. Now, the inflation on some of the stuff that I've talked about before, they're doing it with shrinkflation. And that mm-hmm. if you buy a box of, of for instance, uh, rice checks, which we eat a lot at our houses, we're a gluten-free family. There's like four rice checks in each box. I mean, you can get a couple of bowls out of each box. You used to be buy a box. Okay, I'm good. I'm good on rice checks for a week or so. No, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good on rice checks for like a day and a half if I buy a box. So that's the shrinkflation. They didn't raise the price, but raise the price. A dozen eggs. They, I guess, they feel like they still got to put twelve in a dozen eggs. They can't. So they raise the price. They just can't put nine in there and hope you don't notice. For those of you who are sleepy, yeah, that would be uh, that would be difficult to pull off. Or just a couple of empty eggs. Uh, what do you know? The chicken was lazy that day. I don't know what happened. Um, so, what am I, uh, a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are uh, unacquainted with economics or just sleepy-headed or, or, or whatever, I, I have a number of inflation-related uh, stories and anecdotes uh, to uh, to share as well. And and here's why you care: the proposed rampant, insane government spending are going to turbocharge inflation. As Joe Manchin put it, this is spending suited for coming out of a Great Depression or a Great Recession, not on an economy that's already overheated. You could see a substantial uh, percentage of your, your income, your net worth, wiped out by inflation. If this doesn't get your political activist bone going, I don't know what will. You need to start paying attention. You need to call your Congress people. You need to write them letters. You need to hammer. I will hold you responsible if inflation robs my family of what we've worked so hard to get. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Oh, yeah, is it? So open the show yesterday. I was asking the question, do you know why those 19 Republicans voted for the infrastructure thing, including Mitch McConnell? What was that all about? I listened to a long podcast yesterday with some of my favorite uh, thinkers and movers and shakers in the world of intelligence, and uh, they explained it. And it is a, it's kind of a three-dimensional chess uh, complicated thing, but we could get to that later this hour. On uh, it, The theory is... Short version that passing that first one made it less likely the second one would happen. That's right. why Republicans voted for it. Right. Not because they approve of the first one, because they're scared to death of the second one. Mm-hmm. That's what's driving everything. So we'll get into s- some more of that uh, coming up. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Little humor, little irony, little, uh, actually, uh, uh, I think a wrong opinion that really illustrates why the right opinion is right. Good stuff. Hmm, I'll be darned. Uh, our text line. We're going to get to all that stuff later this hour that we mentioned. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Rise and shine. 
just did a car commercial and we were talking about uh, the lack of cars at a lot of car lots. And um, I was in a bike store the other day getting uh, I got my bike stolen. So I've been in the market for a bike. Can't find you can't find bikes hardly anywhere. And used ones cost as much or more than new ones. A good a good used bike is costing more than the new one would because they know you can't buy the new one. I was in the bike store and they got like racks, empty racks. They got a few bikes here and there and empty racks. They got hardly any bikes. I said, when do you expect things to get backed over? And she said, we were told early 2023 things Ooh. will be somewhat normal. Wait, now. Isn't that incredible? Carry the one. That's uh, two years from now. That's how much disruption was caused by uh, you know, some of it, the just the virus, and a lot of it, the government jumping in here and there, shutting down this or that. Well, they're more a bike rack shop at this point, aren't they? How do you stay open? You got no damn bikes. I don't. I don't know. I can't imagine. Same at the skateboard store. I mean, I don't know how any of these places stay open. They got nothing to sell. You know, I should sell my bike, but I don't. I want to have a bike. If you but I don't need bike, as good a bike as I got. Well, then you should sell it now. Buy a cheaper bike. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I need the exercise though. No wonder somebody stole my bike. It was worth a lot. Wow. I didn't know that. You ought to go down to the bum camps, the junkie camps. Oh, I chances guess are. Eight and t- eight out of nine, those bikes are stolen. Steal them back. Had a, yeah. had a running guy with a guy at the junkie camp that was a bike thief uh, just two days ago. I'll have to tell that story. Okay, can't wait. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again, from the great writer Robert A. Heinlein. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. Who said that? Robert Heinlein. Robert A. Heinlein. So uh, I've been kind of on this anarchist kick, listening to Michael Malice, my favorite anarchist. I'm trying to figure that whole thing out. I'll talk about that later, too. Really interesting stuff. And his brand of anarchy is is kind of sophisticated. It's not like a teenage idiot. No, it's uh, very, version. it's yeah, very thought. He's written several books about it. I was actually going to ask Tim the lawyer, where does libertarian end and anarchy start for this brand of anarchism? But anyway, talk about that later. Yeah, make it a note. I got to check that out. Give him a listen. Is he a podcast? Does he uh, do the spoken word thing? Reading it tires he my does. eyes. I just yeah. listened to a three hour podcast. He was on. Woof. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mailbag. Right. We get this uh, a note or some version of it semi-regularly. In this case, it's Al Anonymous saying, I'm being dragged into one of these mandatory corporate struggle sessions oh, where boy. I'm told that, it's, uh, that white people are evil and we must renounce our sins and obey the new order. Guys, what was that website? What were those resources? Again, we get this semi-regularly. I've passed along not one but two... Uh, links to uh, Senor Hansen, our executive producer, both Helen Pluckrose's excellent counterweight website, and also Heritage Action for America has a really good toolkit for rejecting critical race theory. We're going to post them at armstrongandgetty.com. Make it, uh, Hansen, if you can, make it big. Make it obvious where it is so people know where to go when they need it, because you'll need it sooner or later. You know, speaking of the big infrastructure package... The trillion-dollar version that passed the other day, and they had all these amendments they tried to slip in. One that actually got in was Senator Tom Cotton, some sort of no federal funding for critical race theory in our schools thing, got in mm-hmm. and uh, stayed Excellent. in. And um, uh, I, I, 
I don't, know, I don't know how many people even would know what I'm talking about when I say this. Maybe you don't go to the rap, down the rabbit hole in this stuff, but some of my favorite thinkers, God dang it, those of you who say, look, this critical race theory is just a rewarmed conversation that started at Harvard in the early 90s. We hashed it out then. No, you're not paying attention. People send us the literature they're getting at work. People send us the overhead slides that they're showing them at the schools. You're wrong. This is right. not nothing to worry about. This is not something that was dealt with at Harvard. I didn't go to Harvard, so I don't know anything about that conversation. You're wrong. It's happening today in normal workplaces and normal schools, and it's a big deal. I was just reading. i got to find it. Uh, 150 or something like that uh, superintendents in Minnesota signed a vow of solidarity with the new order. I mean, education, public education in America has turned perverse. Anyway, more on that to come. Scott writes, listening to the podcast, they're waiting for you guys to go live. We're live now. Joe is describing what's weaker than a paper tiger. What's weaker than paper? Uh, rock, Joe. Rock. Ah, paper covers rock. Yeah, it's a good point. Always, always, I think the first time you hear that as a kid, you think, "Eh, I realize you got to have each beat the other or it's not much of a game, but uh, that that (laughs) one's a little, that one's a little squishy. I think I could uh, pick up the rock covered by the paper and beat you senseless with it. So in what sense is the paper dominant? Two of these. I'm just asking. Two of these are deadly weapons. One of them is really nothing. (laughs) I'll let you write out your will, then I'll beat you. With the rod. And stab you with the scissors. Exactly. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, hello, Jack. Joe, you human beings, you're you're out of line. No, you're way out of line. My name is America the Beautiful. My pronouns are uh, whoever you say you are, I am. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> oh, oh boy. When California looks to France for common sense, sense must not be very common. Great show, boys. Thanks for keeping me upbeat. That's Brian Santarosa. Thanks, Brian. Good to hear from you, bro. How about this from Dawn? I have two statements for the gold medalist that is encouraging kids to be non-binary. Good for you. Number one, good for you. Be whoever you want to be. Your personal decision and love for yourself is awesome. Two, F you for encouraging kids to be not be who they are born to be. There's nothing wrong with being proud to be a man or a woman. As a woman, a daughter, a wife, a sister, and a grandma, I am offended that I'm being told I shouldn't hold those titles or to be proud to be the only gender that is able to give birth and breastfeed a baby. Being a true woman is not easy, and no one should be able to take away that fact. Good for you, Don. Good for you. They deny there's such a thing. Anybody, any human can give birth. Stop it's a birthing using person. gendered language. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. To you know, I, to, to, I learned this early in life, and some people take a while to pick up on it. Somebody who is very intelligent, they are educated, and they speak confidently, spout bullshizzle. Okay, this stuff, the, 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 the queer, the critical race theory, the queer theory and all that, not like gay rights and all that's fine. Nobody should be discriminated against. But, but all this, this uh, theory stuff that James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose and all those people write about, it's garbage. It's nuts. Moving along, art rights. Change all the city. Li- Here's how you stop the Taliban. 
Change all the city limit signs in Afghanistan to say, now entering Chicago. They won't go near the place. Hey, now. Too, too dangerous. It's a comment on the violence in America's biggest, third biggest city. That's uh, Art in Florida. Thanks, Art. Uh, well, we got rid of one of those uh, stooges. Two more to go. Uh, you got to know Gavin Newsom's hmm, pissing his pants right now. One of his COVID stooges, Cuomo, is gone. And he's next. And after that, we get rid of Whitmer. These morons are going to pay politically for what they did during the pandemic. They stole people's freedoms, violated the Constitution. They're going to pay the political price, and we're coming for you. Except Cuomo got booted out for grabbing a, a, a woman's breast and, and hotly whispering in women's ears. Honey, sweetheart. Now, Okay. And I love you. Oh, boy. Oh, stop it. Ah, Gavin? The COVID thing is is definitely part of why he might lose out. Uh, So, yeah, it's not a bad point. It's coming up on uh, just over a month away now, and um, he's got to be getting kind of nervous. I'm seeing more polling and discussion among people who talk to people inside who say they're, they're taking this seriously now. They weren't before. But they really are now because the numbers are not looking good. And the thing is, just whoever gets the most votes on the on the other side of it ends up governor. That's how Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor. I'm surprised some celebrity didn't jump in because name recognition is huge. You just need a plurality. If 40 people run and half the people who vote in the recall don't even vote on the second part of the ticket, you know, 19% could run away with the thing. Yes. Well, a handful of celebrities did get in. But they, I don't think they took it seriously. I think Caitlyn Jenner, if she'd have taken it seriously, could be governor. Wow. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An already dire assessment that has gotten worse. U.S. officials now say the Taliban could capture Kabul, Afghanistan's capital city, within the next 90 days. In the past week, the insurgents have secured nine provincial capitals as part of a campaign that has captured significant territory in rural Afghanistan. The Taliban controls about two-thirds of the country. Well, that happened fast. We're not going to talk about that now. We are going to talk about that in hour two with some of the interview that Brett Baer did with the guy that's in charge of this thing. And, uh, and man, I, I don't know. I don't, well, we'll talk about it then. I don't know why they're claiming the things they're claiming out of the Biden administration. In the same way, I'm not sure why the Trump people were claiming the things they were claiming. But I think or they the just, Obama administration or Bush. I think they just want out. So they're going to say whatever they got to say to get. Well, anyway, we'll talk. We got to get the Taliban to the bargaining table, Jack. The negotiation table. All right. <laughs> I don't think they're feeling that way. So uh, we talked a little bit about yesterday about the one point two trillion dollar part of the infrastructure thing that passed. That is at least somewhat actual infrastructure. It polls really well. I saw two different polls yesterday in which nearly two thirds of Americans supported the bill. The trouble is, if you ask people, are you in favor of the infrastructure bill that would pay for roads, bridges, and trains, or whatever the hell it's um, people say yes, because most people don't have any freaking idea what's going on, and they don't know that that's like a quarter of it, and the other three quarters is a whole bunch of stuff you probably don't want to pay for. But And then, and then, and then whatever. And then uh, politicians, pro- you know, knowing more about it than we do, they have internal polling, probably say... People aren't paying attention. They think this is for their local road. So 
Anyway, so that's part of the problem. People don't even know what's going on. People don't pay any attention. Probably worth mentioning, we'll be talking to Congressman Tom McClintock about the various gigantoid bills uh, top of next hour. Yeah, awesome. Um, So I was wondering uh, on uh, two days ago, why did those 19 Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, vote for the dang thing? If it's only one-third infrastructure, can't they put up more of a fight than that? So I took in a long podcast yesterday where they'd been talking to a bunch of senators behind closed doors and anonymously and all that sort of stuff. They thought it was their only chance at stopping the second one, which is really a pretty sad state of affairs. That's where we are. But you got to vote for that $1.2 trillion monstrosity to have any hope of stopping the second one. Their fear was that if they didn't show bipartisanship on the first bill, then the Joe Manchins of the world and Christian Cinemas of the world, that there's just two of them, really. They don't represent a bunch of people. There's just two of them. They they would be able to say to their constituents and be and 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 uh, it'd be hard to uh, uh, turn down their own side to say, look, the Republicans won't even go for anything. I mean, even right. for just a moderate wanting to build roads and bridges and stuff like that, they won't even go for that. So I guess we're just going to have to get on board with this. And uh, by being bipartisan and voting for this first one, hoping that, and Joe Manchin came out yesterday and said this is spending is way too much, they can say, look, I'm for roads and bridges, too. That's why I passed that one, but we're not going to go with this one. So it was just, I, I wish politicians could say out loud why they do things instead of making us guess or figure it out. Well, as I was saying yesterday, uh, Mitch McConnell more or less said that. He he said, uh, I don't have it in front of me anymore, but he said, "We're uh, uh, things work in the Senate. The Senate is not broken. We're getting things done on a bipartisan basis. The good things, things that should be done, we're doing them. So, yeah, he's trying to get that word out. He's trying I, to posture Yeah, that I just way. couldn't figure out why a Ted Cruz and some of the others voted for this thing. But the strategy, and probably is a good strategy, is we're just trying to stop the nightmare that would be the second bill. God, that's right. incredible. How did we end up in this state, state of affairs? We, we, we you know, you, you give in on your family budget on the trip to Hawaii to put off the trip to Europe, <laughs> yeah. even though you're out yeah. of money. Yeah, well, I just I think it's societal trends that have been going in this direction for a long time. Lack of fiscal responsibility, lack of interest in uh in talking about it, honestly, uh, Tea Party is portrayed as racist. It's just it's a bunch of things baked together in a stew, plus all the warnings about the debt and deficit spending and the rest of it. I think those who are only dimly aware of, of government policy say, I've been hearing about this forever yep. and nothing bad has happened. Yep, that is absolutely right. I think something bad is about to happen. You know how yeah. you go broke, the famous saying. Gradually, then all of a sudden. Yeah, and that is what we're doing—the gradual part. Then it will be all of a sudden. People say, "What? How did the?" But I, yeah. So I how are they going to pay for this thing? They claim they're going to be able to pay for it. They got a whole bunch of different ways by repurposing unspent COVID relief funds. Okay, that means they shouldn't have been purposed in the first place, probably. Recovering fraudulent unemployment insurance claims. So all the money that was stolen uh, by you know prisoners and whoever else that got chunks of money, they're going to get that back. I find that hard to believe. How are you going to get it back if they spent it? We're going to ask them for it. Hey, you. We're on to you. The jig is up. I'm a criminal. I don't have anything. What are you going to do? 
Uh, delaying a Medicare rebate. Okay, that's not really paying for it. That's just delaying okay. that That's accounting bullshizzle once and, again. And cracking down on the burgeoning cryptocurrency market, which by some estimates has surpassed $2 trillion in size. Cryptocurrency. We asked the question yesterday, is that hidden? Or I thought that was the whole point. Somebody answered. This is a little more information about cryptocurrency from someone who sounds like they know. Bitcoin transactions are public, but the wallet's participants put uh, the transactions in can be anonymous. There are then ways to launder Bitcoin, just like you would cash by splitting up the bulk into uh, tens of thousands of transactions into other wallets. Bitcoins are all identical. So when you mix all these together uh, on these laundry services, there's no way to tell which Bitcoin came from where. So the FBI basically has to monitor any wallets that interact with these services, assuming that blah, 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 blah. But uh, so a lot of the crypto world is really unhappy with some of the stuff that got stuffed into this bill that's going to take a lot of the fun and not just the fun, the, the, the value, the, the coolness, the this is going to change the worldness of Bitcoin away by mandatory mandating these different things. But they're, they're trying to get well, their chunk. Um, the IRS thinks they can generate about $28 billion over the next 10 years, at least from, uh, uh, taxations on these Bitcoin transactions that aren't currently happening. Well, and, and the reason Ted Cruz uh, made the dismissive comments he made about, I don't think there are whatever five senators are in here that could give you two minutes on what Bitcoin is was <laughs> because the Bitcoin uh, cyber currency, cryptocurrency experts are saying this legislation is written so loosely. It, it's not clear who's going to be taxed and for what you could define virtually anybody involved as a broker, including people who are clearly not brokers, and you can't tax them. So it's going to take a long time to hash out the specifics of that. Awesome. It's incredibly complicated. Unlike Simply Safe. What? This is one of my better transitions. That might be your best. Our, our good friends at Simply Safe, a really valuable sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty show, they invented Simply Safe in their kitchen because their friends had had their home broken into, and they realized that conventional security systems are so expensive and complicated and hard to use, so they came up with Simply Safe, keep you safe from fire, burglary, medical emergency, and it's easy to use. And easy to order. You go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You click around and customize the system to your home. It comes to you. It gets shipped to you in about a week. Then you set it up yourself in 30 minutes. Yep, takes only about a half an hour, and there's all kinds of help available to you to set it up. If you... <laughs> oh, look at that. It's the vid. Sorry about that. Uh, there's all kinds of help available through Simply Safe to help you set the thing up if you want. And then you get the help for fire or police or whatever you need. And as our listener, you can save 20% on your Simply Safe home security system. Get your first month free when you sign up for interactive monitoring services. Just visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, customize your system, start protecting your home and family or your workshop or whatever you want to protect. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So the real question is how much heat is, uh, is the, 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 the normal, the normal Democrats, Biden and Pelosi? Gonna feel from the the left wing, the very very loud, the very vocal left wing that gets so much support from all the media. They don't represent that many people, but they represent practically all of the media. I find it really interesting that though Bernie, the infamous Bernie Sanders, the, the self-professed socialist Bernard, Bernard Sanders, Sanders. <laughs> he he wrote. <laughs> The bulk of the gigantic $3.5 trillion turn us into a communist state uh, legislation. 
that is the one Nancy Pelosi said we won't even vote on the modest infrastructure bill unless we can also pass the giant socialist. So is she posturing? Is she triangulating to neutralize the pressure from the left flank? Or, or is she actually now in bed with the ancient communist? I don't know. I still don't get her game. I still don't get her game. I, I think I think she's doing what I suggested she's doing. She's going to make all sorts of uh, uh, motion, not action, but motion, suggesting that she's in favor of it and trying to get it passed, and she's down with the people and sticking it to the man and the rest of it. Um, but she knows it'll go nowhere. I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, if the, if that thing passed, it it really would be goodbye, sweet America. I mean, we would be doomed. Yep. Yeah, it's that bad. It's a big deal. It would choke off the productive, innovative, unbelievable economy that is the United States and that, that drives the world's economy. It could have globally cataclysmic after effects as the American economy stumbles and falls to its knees. What would that do to the global economy? That's why it was a big deal yesterday when Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and uh, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona voted to advance the budget thing, but said uh, they want to see the cost drop. But what? So what? Drop from what? Three point five trillion to two trillion? That'd still be a tremendous amount of money. Eh, anyway, we ought to talk about what's in the beast. I mean, it's every social program you've ever heard of in your life. From free, quote-unquote, free pre-K to free community college to uh, paid family leave for 12 weeks for everybody. Just every gigantic expansions. Medicare uh, increases in how much welfare money everybody gets, increases in who gets welfare money till it's practically the entire population. It's, it's just it's the government taking a great deal of the economic output of America, siphoning off their big fat share, and then doling it out to whoever begs the most effectively. That's socialism, and that's what you know. That's what they want to institute. So there's new Hunter Biden laptop news. A new laptop. Why? There's a video out reportedly showing a nude Hunter Biden saying that another laptop with crazy sex acts was stolen from him. At some point, he says something about it being stolen by the Russians. I don't know what's going on there, but we can we can get into that story a little bit later. Crazy sex acts. I don't know what those would be. Maybe he said, I bet we can get the lefty media to claim it's Russian disinformation. Um, but oh, Hunter, they wouldn't say something that disingenuous. He can't be happy that there's a whole bunch of videos and pictures of him doing drugs and having sex with uh, women of ill repute. He can't be happy that that's bouncing around out there somewhere in somebody's hands. Uh, Maybe we'll get to that story about litter. And the popularity of anti-fit clothing, which apparently is the trend right now. I'm not a young person, so I never know the trends, but anti-fit is the new thing. Uh, You mentioned we got a congressperson in hour two that can talk a little bit about all this um, uh, spending and everything. He's a mountain uh-huh. spender. And then what were we going to do next? You had something good. I know it was good. I well, remember I it being I good. I, I doubt it. I really don't recall. Um, uh... The CDC is out with the guidance for masks for kids, and some of it doesn't make any sense to me. because you're kidding. Oh, one of the most amazing examples of co-fixation and COVID fever I've ever seen. That you've ever seen. Anybody's ever seen. You can't say COVID fever. It's confusing. Yeah, no, even as those words came out of my mouth. <laughs> thought, uh, I'm showing symptoms of being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs>
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hunter Biden lived a, may, may still, I don't know, but lived a wild party lifestyle. I mean, like, you know, right on the edge. Right, right on the very edge. I tried to stay away from people that were that close on the edge to blowing up their lives, either being dead or in prison. But I mean, oh, yeah. he lived he, his life that way a long time. Yeah, there's people who are wild, and then there are people who are out of control. He was clearly out of control. I'll get into some of the details uh, maybe next hour. It's kind of entertaining. Uh, here's a, a tease for you. Um, they're going to recall... A whole bunch of a Dollar General is recalling a bunch of lounge chairs because of amputation potential. Stay tuned for that. Mm, really, any amputation potential is too much. Right. Yikes. I sit down in a, a lounge chair. I expect to have no body parts severed. You know, honey, it's comfortable, but I have only one thumb now. Jeez, Louise. why the stump, Joe? Oh boy. China. I'm going to play you this tape of an Australian health official talking about how incredibly serious the crackdown against COVID must be. And then I will share with you a statistic that will make you eject coffee onto your windshield, unless you are in your home, then perhaps your computer screen. Clip 55, please, Michael. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with, could convey the virus. So whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, don't start up a conversation. Wow. Now is the time for minimizing your interactions with others, that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. And when, what would her equivalent be in the United States? Uh, she's a Dr. Fauci type, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Because that's extraordinary. If you see a neighbor, do not speak with them. What? Right. If you see them outside, just pass them by. Do not stop and speak. It's understandable, though. It's uh, Australia is a nation of 25 million people. Okay. And they are, their average rolling rate of deaths is, is, uh, about 650 people per day. Whoa. Wait a second. Wait. No, let me, let me recheck that. It's two, two people, two <laughs> effing people, <Okay>. two <laughs> human beings yeah. is their rolling average. Two. I know. Boy, not I... 2,000, not 200. One, and then one more. Two. So even if you run into your next-door neighbor in the shopping center, don't start up a conversation. Everybody count your nipples. One, two, that's how many? Two Australians. And they got the health minister lady saying, don't speak to anyone. Keep your head down. Shuffle along like a zombie. God save us. What the hell? Two, the number of fingers on your right hand if you have one of those lounge chairs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They had no deaths from October the That's 21st incredible. to 
to May the 24th. God, we had a family friend. So we, I have been telling the kids since this whole thing started, really, that you don't really have to be worried about it. Kids don't really get it. It's really not that big a deal for kids, which is still true. Um, and But we had a family friend when I was out of the room. And then so Henry said to me, yeah, family friend said that 500 people, 500 kids have died in the world from this. <laughs> There are seven billion, you know, you, 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 you can't really make the argument with quite as good with a nine-year-old, but 500 people dying in a world of seven billion. How many kids choked on lifesavers in the world? Right. I'll bet more than 500. Right. So yeah. you, you can't craft your life that way. It, this has been such an interesting study in how some people love being afraid. Some people... Uh, become obsessed with a single topic to the exclusion of all others, including public officials. It's been really interesting to watch that. I mean, if I can detach myself from the anger and frustration over their idiotic and, and undemocratic policies. And, and just watching people divide into political camps has been so wild. Like uh, cultural camps, probably, would be a better description. Rolling average deaths, two. So even if you run into your next-door neighbor... In the shopping center, don't start up a conversation. You're crazy. Yeah, that's mental illness right there. Yeah. Wow. You know, people are showing up to school board meetings pointing out that even though the COVID, the the Delta variant, is is harder on kids than the, the original one, it's still much, much less harmful than the seasonal flu. So where were the masks? Where are all these regulations for seasonal flu? What On what basis are you making these uh, policy decisions? If you miss an hour, get it at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.